Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Falling all morning in Edmonton, but no, that is not why we open with Prince today on Oilers Now. 1984, Purple Rain drops this day. Long, long time ago, the mid-80s culture of Oilers now. Well, we'd better tip our cap to that one right there. This is Brendan Escott in for Bob Stoffer again today. An inclement day, although it's said to be clearing up a little later on this afternoon. Oilers is Oilers now rather brought to you by Digitex by Orlease, your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. So Uh, The situation with the Edmonton Oilers getting a little less cloudy after yesterday evening's news that Kyler Yamamoto has, in fact, signed a two-year contract extension. That's today's top story. It's brought to you by Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy Heating and Cooling. Yamamoto, two years, 3.1 million dollars and he's coming off of a career year it's uh, an integral piece of the puzzle to me at this point that you keep Kyler Yamamoto in the fold he's he's a bit of a, a honey badger in a lot of ways you know he was able to put 20 goals up on the board but he was also uh, fourth on the team in hits 114 last year and and his tenacity and and his Work backing, backtracking, I guess is the word, to, to the puck. 39 takeaways on the year for him as well. So that's that's the defensive side of it. Uh, and of course, you expect the 23-year-old to continue maturing on the offensive side of the puck. We're going to hear right from him a little later on in the show today. He's busy right now as young Kyler Yamamoto. But about 145, we will hear from the Oilers forward, uh, as well as the man who got the deal done yesterday, Oilers GM Ken Holland joining Reed Wilkins on Inside Sports last night. We will uh, revisit that conversation as well. But where does this leave the team right now? Well, certainly not with a lot of salary cap space. We we know that much. And they do still have two remaining restricted free agents after having signed Poyarvi and Yamamoto. That being Ryan McLeod and then Tyler Benson as well. So right now, the Oilers uh, are currently $6 million above the salary cap, but they will have about $6.367 million going on the long-term injured reserve. So they're still going to have to move out a contract here in order to re-sign Ryan McLeod. He's not playing for half the league minimum, as we know. Is that Warren Fogle? Two years, $2.75 million left there. Or does that end up being Yesapoy Yarvi? One year, uh, $3 million there. 
Let me know what you think. 780-496-0063 is the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Saddle up for some great country at the River Cree with Steve Earle on August 12th and then Tim Hicks on September 9th. Tickets available now at rivercreeresort.com. Your opinion always welcome on the Ashley Fine Floors text line as well. 780-496-0063. Get the new floors you've always wanted. 143rd Street, 111. Avenue, or head to AshleyFineFloors.com for more. Maybe you're more, uh, maybe you're more partial to Twitter. You can find us there as well at Oilers Now. Bob is at Bob underscore Stoffer, and myself at Brendan Escott. So that's the big news of the day. Obviously, this um, this. I say it clears the situation. There was no way they were not going to have Kyler Yamamoto re-signed by the time the puck drops on September 25th in exhibition action at Rogers Place with Winnipeg in town. He was he was too crucial a player last year. He played in uh, 81 games, career high, scored 20 goals, career high, 21 assists, also a career high. There you go. So it's it's to me. As we discussed yesterday, keeping intact the core that propelled you to the Western Conference Final last year, no small feat. And when you think about the pieces that had already been sort of either put in place or or reaffirmed, cemented back into place in the instance of, say, Kane or Brett Kulak and the re-signings there, this one was an absolute no-brainer. Moving forward, the the next no-brainer here is is what is Ryan McLeod going to make as the third line or potentially fourth line center on this team? And this is where you know we we start to open up the conversation. What do you think the value is with minimal cap space to work? But McLeod's kind of the last piece here to to get signed, and then you're looking at uh, trotting out a very similar roster to the one that had a lot of success last year. I have McLeod right now penciled in as the fourth-line center. Yeah, that's probably going to change over the course of the year, but there he is behind McDavid, Dreisaitl, and Nuge as it starts. Um, I, I had a, I, I'm writing out my line projections today, and I'm still not convinced in the depth on the right side of this team. I'm not 100% sold on it. I don't love trotting out Yesapoyarvi on the top line, but maybe you do. Maybe the analytics are something that you value a lot more than I do. And, and so as it stands right now, you let Poyarvi play on that one-year $3 million deal and you let him take his value where it is, and then you see what happens. Maybe he is a part of the future, but don't be too quick to forget that he was the one that came to the team for a second time this offseason and said, I don't think that my future is here. So is it Pugliarvi that goes, or is it Warren Fogel? Fogel I have slotted in right now as my fourth-line right winger with, uh, with Derek Ryan playing third line. Again, that's totally up for debate. The Oilers are, are now in a position where they have uh, a couple options up top and Kane and Hyman that can play either left or right. Fogel can play left or right, but I don't know that Fogel made a big case for himself down the stretch or in the playoffs to, to be on this team moving forward if they're going to go contend again for the Western Conference title. So lots uh, a lots now sort of percolating here, mostly 
surrounding Ryan McLeod and kind of the final decision on that front. The other thing that this does, and, and I'll tip my hat to Cap Friendly on this for uh, for a great series of tweets that sort of broke it all down, but there's another buyout window that I really do not expect the Oilers to use. It'll open up three days from now. They get 48 hours to buy out a player who has to meet these two requirements. Okay, It would be over $4 million of AAV, so... I don't think there's really anybody that fits the bill right now. And then it has to be a player that was on the team's reserve list at this last trade deadline. So there you go. Let me know what you think. Kyler Yamamoto is in town. Two more years on a bridge deal, $3.1 million. And when you talk about a 41-point winger with potential to maybe jack that up to 50, 55 points so over the course of another season where he takes a step forward, I think you got a pretty good contributing value. Uh, Kyler Yamamoto is a player that also can contribute on the power play. Don't forget, we've seen that in uh, in short spurts where he was almost in the bumper role. You're, no, the net front role actually, and we saw some success there. And he can also kill penalties too with that that ferocity, that tenacity that Yamo brings. So. I like this move, and you can't be too quick to try and turn everything over, so there you go. Hard to believe for me that there was uh, there was some talk out there that he might be the one on his way out the door. If he wanted more money than what they allotted, maybe you could make the case for that, but an integral piece of the team. An integral piece of the team. Andy S. has texted 780-496-0063, said, uh, for the record, I'm keeping Pugliarvi. Would like to give Fogel another year, too. McLeod is a player that I'm truly excited to see play a full year. I don't think that they're in a position, cap-wise, Andy, where they can keep all three of those players. So this is the issue, is that you either have to move out the contract of Fogel to re-sign McLeod, or you have to move out the contract of Pugliarvi in order to re-sign McLeod. You'll only have about $300,000 worth of cap space when Smith goes on the long-term injured reserve, when Oscar Clefbaum goes on the long-term injured reserve. So you're backed up against the wall, in a sense, unless you move one of those contracts. So now it becomes which one? Uh, for what it's worth, too, uh, this upcoming season, it's a $2.7 million base salary for Yamamoto. He's got a $300,000 performance bonus that he could reach. And then, uh, or a signing bonus, rather. Not a performance bonus. That's a signing bonus for $300,000. So there's your $3 million. And then next year, it's three point two million worth of a base salary for Yamamoto. Another texter, CJ, says, I think you're in the same boat as me. Do you think that uh, the play continued to die on Pugliarvi's stick throughout the entire second half of the year and playoffs? I know Jesse's stick, or sick rather, and he got hurt, but his confidence on this team is is shattered and gone. I think the Oilers need to move on from JP to, to better the club and the player. Yeah, I, I do feel that way personally. You know, if I'm the one making the decision, I'm not selling him at his lowest possible value. I'm not letting the player dictate when he will be um, moved along, but you can't, as an organization, I think, sit there in good conscience and have a player who you've already done the reclamation tour with and, and he's brought himself back into the conversation as a valuable NHL player. But to me, that's no longer 
within the confines of this franchise at a certain point here. And again, you don't sell him right now for pennies on the dollar, but what they did do was sign him to the type of contract where somebody else might be willing to take on the fact that, yeah, he he had a lot of plays die on his stick at the end of last year. There's also a lot of strong cases to be made for the fact that the other team doesn't put the puck in the net when he's on the ice. He genuinely got a Selkie Trophy vote. So you got to think about that too. Uh, do I see the Oilers employing two power play lines to start the season? One with Barry, one with Bouchard. Enough forwards now. If they do, if they do, and and you wonder about... Like, you don't want to take your top guys off the ice. I, I just don't think that we're going to see much less than about the first minute and a half of each power play allotted to that top unit. But when you have somebody who can contribute on the first or the second unit now, like Yamamoto, he's got his own scoring prowess. He can muck it up in front of the net, but he can also provide that different look on the top unit as well. You know, I like I like how that works for this team. So, we there was a lot of that discussion last year as to you know how much uh, time should the second unit be getting whether or not they're scoring at least it's a different look as long as you're keeping contributors in the fold and to me a special teams contributor look no further than Yamamoto you're giving yourself that option so I don't mind that at all now all of this is discussing the restricted free agent market in a sense and the Oilers have essentially cleaned that up save for again McLeod and Benson there's the last two how about the unrestricted free agent market not much movement going on there right if you're listening to this show right now I know that you're a pretty dedicated hardcore hockey fan a sports fan um, but there hasn't been a lot of news generating we'll get to most of it NHL today, but we did have John Shannon on yesterday's show as we dip into the audio vault for our friends at Direct Workwear, specialized to work with your business, outfit your crew from head to toe in Edmonton and Fort McMurray. Uh, What is going on? Why is the free agent market stalled right now? I asked John yesterday. The unfortunate point for players that are unrestricted free agents in in the post-pandemic flat cap world is that you know, they're not going to get the dollars that they think they deserve. You know, I think Nas is in that issue, and I think that Klingberg uh, fell victim to that. I mean, Dallas wanted him back. There's no question. Dallas wanted him back, but he, they had to fit him in under the under the cap. They had to fit him in uh, at, at a number that was team-friendly. And, you know, when you're, a, when you're a professional athlete and you have a finite timeline for your career, you want to make as much money as you can. So that was a risk that, that Klingberg took. Uh, and we'll have to see if the risk eventually will pay off for him. And Nazem Kadri would be the other big name that's still sitting out there. I wonder, I wonder when we talk to Logan Gordon from Sportsnet 960 down in Calgary whether there is any rumblings in Cowtown about Nazem Kadri coming in there and and filling a role and filling. Um, I don't know if there's a direct replacement for what they lost down in Calgary, but he would certainly be a major addition. Or does he? sign in Calgary, or pardon me, in Colorado, uh, where he just won the Stanley Cup. Did they find a way to get that money done? Um, It was just interesting how stalled things have really been on that front. Let's press pause right now on Oilers Now. When we come back, I'll tell you who else did sign out of the restricted free agent market. It's Brendan Escott in for Bob Stoffer today on Oilers Now. 
Darnell Nurse, uh, topic of much conversation yesterday on 780-496-0063 is, of course, that big $9.25 million contract does kick in this year, and yet they still have the rest of the core right here intact. Essentially looking at which, uh, there's some people right now texting in about whether Tyson Berry is going to move or not. Uh, I, I think that, as was mentioned earlier in the week, with the departure of Duncan Keith, and his puck moving ability. And beyond that, I mean, his experience. I think Barry is the type of player that when slotted into the right role, you do want on your team. And this comes back to, again, the second unit power play and how, however much value you personally choose to invest in, in, in that, he's going to be out there for that, right? He's going to be the guy. He's, he's quarterback the power play from first unit. And to me, now it's time that we turn those keys over to Bouchard. So where does that leave Barry? It leaves him quarterbacking unit number two, right? Great, valuable guy to have. He moved the puck incredibly well in the playoffs and and probably played the best defensive hockey that we've seen out of him, at least in Oilers' colors as well. So if they're spending less time in their own end, a lot less likely to get scored on. That seems to be the way that they've built this team. Let's get to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandising specialists. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. San Jose signing defenseman Mario Ferraro for years years there, an undisclosed dollar amount right now. 23-year-old, he had two goals and 14 points in 63 games last year, but was a huge part of the blue line, especially moving forward now with Brent Burns and Carolina, don't forget. Uh, he led them, did Ferraro, with 151 blocked shots. He was their second round pick in 2017. Now, New Jersey agreed to a two-year extension with forward Miles Wood. They avoid arbitration there with the restricted free agents. Saw the dollar values at each of them had uh, allegedly put forward we're going to bring into arbitration and it uh, they weren't all that far off in the first place so he gets uh, he gets uh, I think it's about three million dollars there for wood or just less and there's a player who's actually been talked about on this show somebody who can kind of bring that physical predisposition he's also a guy that at six fours had some bad shoulders and you, you wonder about a physical guy with bad shoulders Toronto Marley's captain Rich Clark announcing his retirement. He's going to join the Maple Leafs front office. Uh, speaking of which, did you see Jason Spezza in his first like go-around as a head scout? Or not a head scout, but a part of the, the scouting staff for Toronto. There he is sitting at the Holinka Gretzky and head buried in the papers. I'm not sure how much of the stuff on the ice it looked like he was watching. He's flipping through trying to figure out who guys were. Uh, Team Canada did beat Sweden 3-0 at the Holinka Gretzky, by the way, down in Red Deer last night. That cemented an unbeaten preliminary round for the Canadians. Up next is a semi-final date with Finland tomorrow. Gold and bronze medal games taking place on Saturday. And former Supreme Court Judge Thomas Cromwell will lead an independent review of Hockey Canada's governance. The review will begin immediately. It's expected to provide uh, interim recommendations before Hockey Canada's annual general meeting in November. Of course, all this in the wake of the sexual assault allegations. Everything's still tracking towards uh, the World Juniors getting off the ground on August 9th. That is uh, next Thursday? Tuesday? Ah, I'd have to look 
Look at the calendar. 780-496-0063. Tuesday, says Derek Scott. Thank you. <laughs> uh, what kind of money is available if they choose to waive either Yesapoyarvi or Warren Fogle and they went to the minors? Um, I don't think that that's an option for either one of those players. Appreciate the text, Ken. Uh, we've already read Andy's. Do I see the Oilers employing two power play units? Absolutely, I do. Colton says, I like uh, Fogle's size. What if he has a bounce back year? That would be my worry if the Oilers got rid of him. The team would look even smaller without Fogel. It's a good, good perspective, big body. But how effective was he really? The two biggest hits that we saw him throw in the playoffs were probably on his own team. Same can be said about Yesapoyarvi. So I don't know, man. All I know is they locked up Yamamoto, $3.1 million for two years. What do you think about that contract? A nice, cushy AAV for someone who scored 40 points, 20 goals. 780-496-0063. When we come back after a global news weather traffic update with Evan Cook, connect with Logan Gordon out of Calgary and talk about Majapani's extension and much more. You're listening to Oilers Now.